0: Welcome to the Creole Collective podcast, everyone. Again, we are so thankful just to have you listening in and clicking on the the feed here. This is Mr. Mike Gerald, and I am Mr. Jeff Pankratz. We are the Mike and the Jeff.
1: Mm. How are you doing, Mr. Mike? We, you just got to take our word for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah, I, I always wonder, like, if someone, if someone. Um, writes to us and is like, hey, I know you're you're the Jeff, but is he really the Mike? Come on. You have to prove it. You'll do like a voice match technology or something. <laughs> it's
1: it's all true. I'm not deep faked. I'm not a bot. I'm not mm-hmm. a robot. It's all true.
0: AI. AI generator. <laughs> Man, that's some scary stuff though with the AI, artificial intelligence generation stuff they're coming up with with people's whole like voices and personalities being mimicked that's that's we're, quite we're, scary
1: we're getting off track get us back Jeff. Okay.
0: <laughs> anybody else concerned about that you gotta write me in write write in a question about AI. Yeah. <laughs> all right i'll get us back i'll just get us back we um hey mike we speaking of like um people like you know caring about you know fact checking and checking our resources every week we've been recording these podcasts and um we are kind of going back to the source of just this the early church model of these one anothers, and each of them is kind of like going back and like, let's check our facts. Let's check our sources here. We want to make sure we're doing the things that what would you say Jesus followers are called to do, and especially in our culture. Um, but before before we jump into the the one another for today, which is um, everyone having equal concern, for one another, or the same care for one another in 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Uh, Mike, we start off on a little story from the week. So I need a good one from from you, Mr. Gerald. A story from the week. What do you got for us, man?
1: Man, I think the my probably my highlight yesterday was talking to a, a woman in our neighborhood who opened up, or I'm sorry, she owns, a junk hauling business and she's friends of ours. Her daughter's are really good friends with my daughter. Her well, her sons are really good friends with my sons um, or with my son. And so there are all these connections, her kids, my kids. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, There is another guy in our city who has removed something like, I'm probably downplaying it, like forty dumpsters of trash from like a rough, rough part of the city, and so he does this like cleaning up, Mm -hmm. uh, cleaning up the neighborhood by removing trash, and you know they do other stuff like laundry mat and yeah, urban garden and um, coffee, coffee roaster, but Mm -hmm. he's doing a lot of like removing trash off the streets. So she and I got talking and I'm like, you know, I, I think, uh, when we see what we do as a part of what God is up to in our city in our neighborhood, um, when we collaborate together, we can do a lot of good together.
0: Yeah. I love that. And
1: so now she has offered a couple of her trucks for junk removal to go down into the rough part of the city each month to help remove trash and junk off the streets. And so she's now identifying her junk removal business, not just as a business to make money, but as like a part of God's kingdom work in the city.
0: Mm. Mm. That's good.
1: And so that's beautiful, man. I think a large part of our job is just connecting dots. All I did was go, Hey, you know, meet this good person you have a dream to use your business your gifts yep to be a part of what God's up to in this city
0: yeah so
1: why don't why don't we connect you you got trucks you got opportunity mm-hmm. and then this guy is trying to do the work in this part of the city why don't we just combine some effort here and man that just made me emotional thinking about the potential when you get everybody involved mm-hmm People who are doing a variety of different things and own different businesses and have different skills, and you just connect them with each other, and you yes, sit back and great. you drink your kombucha, you're good to go.
0: <laughs> you always drink your kombucha once you connect people with garbage cleanup. Dude,
1: I don't, I don't drink it, but I'm just trying to appeal to a different crowd right now, Jeff.
0: <laughs> the kombucha drinkers are listening and they're rejoicing right now. I mean, smoke. I'm
1: not against it. I've had it before. But, <laughs> you know, I just I feel like I always talk about beer and coffee. Yeah, and I had to yeah. switch it up. Mix man. it
0: up. I like that. I like that. <laughs> we, uh, we actually brewed our own kombucha last year. And it's amazing. So kombucha people, let's hear from you. And you might be inspired Sweet. to go clean up your neighborhood garbage now, all you kombucha people Mm -hmm. just made the connection there (laughs) i feel like if
1: they're kombucha people they're probably already a part of that effort
0: yeah probably probably. they
1: care about that stuff
0: man yeah yep 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 definitely it's good stewards of their natural resources um hey i love that story bro because it highlights what we're kind of going to dig into today about people's different giftings and resources and all kind of throwing in together and honoring each other and building each other up um, my, my story real quick is just uh, we talked about this before we jumped on the recording here um, but we we we're kind of a polar opposite as far as cultural dynamics you're you're in philly area i'm in rural minnesota and we have a little bit of a larger of a city that we kind of rotate around but it's pretty rural still and um, one of our locally local grocery stores shut down um, actually the grocery store in my little rural town here in Minnesota, and um, so we were just kind of concerned for um, just a bunch of us in our microchurch and other friends concerned for the elderly families that depended on that little store. Um, some would just like walk from their little home, you know, in this little downtown, super small little town, and they would just walk over to the store and get their milk and eggs. Um, and then a few of us in town have just started talking with our local food, food shelf, which is in the bigger town next to us, about a delivery system and um just people putting in their best ideas and their resources and you know hey i can i usually drive to this bigger city anyways for work why can i just load up my you know back of my car and help out you know so it's been a really cool week just kind of discovering all the different ways we can maybe help people get some groceries that really depend depend on that so just fun fun both stories kind of highlight that beauty of Everyone's got something, something to throw in, right?
1: Yeah, it. I mean, it just sounds like the heart of it is: if I see someone in need and I can do something about it, I'm just gonna do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. That sounds like a just, slogan.
1: Just go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talk. Like I just get tired of the talk, man. Oh, yeah. there are so many just people talking Bible studies and classes and conversations. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk. It's yeah. like, just, I just want to hear a story. Like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it and yeah. talk about, talk about what was just done. Mm-hmm. Talk about a story. I get tired of just people talking all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the gal that's managing the or she's create she's the one kind of the point person that's managing this food delivery idea. When I said we have all these people with cars ready to go. She's just like, really, <laughs> like she's people are actually ready just to do this and they don't really care about putting their names in the newspaper or some big organizational project like no we have just people with cars and they're ready to go so you tell us when to go. And so she was. She was just like, "Okay, let's do this." So I,
1: Jeff, I honestly think that there are so many people that just don't know what next step to take.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and we just got to tell them, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: "Hey, would you mind like picking up extra groceries and delivering them to this location?" Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole bunch of people that would do that. Mm-hmm. but I think that we almost feel like when we see a need we have to meet it yep. which is not very scalable there's like a hundred people sitting that don't know what to do yep. what if we what if we thought about the potential of like tapping a bunch of people that want to help but don't know where or how yeah what if we started connecting like resources with needs
0: yep yeah.
1: You know, people people with gifts and you just kinda you were the whisperer, like, dude, you can do this. Why don't you step into this? Yeah. Like Yeah. Unleashing a whole army, bro.
0: Yeah. Super and super simple, but like your story, people are used to depending on the city to clean up the city streets. You know, it's the city's job. It's not my job. Or it's this or it's the county's job to bring groceries to the elderly. It's not my job. And and the church, I believe, just in my heart, like needs to be the first. I think that's what Jesus was talking about being a city on a hill. Like you guys have enough resources. You, you know, you are the light of the world. Like go go make a difference. Like go do it. Don't ask questions, just go do it. <laughs> you know.
1: That's it, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's just go do it. Yeah. I it it goes back to that statement, the best criticism of the bad is the practice of the better. You can sit around and like moan about the way things are and what ought to be done, or we could just Mm -hmm. go do it and tell the stories and stories, capture imaginations and invite people to join us. Dude, why don't you join us? We're going to go do this next week. Right. We got some people that have this need. Why don't we sign up and take a team? You got this small group that's sitting in a traditional church that doesn't take action. Why don't you get behind this effort that we're doing on Saturday morning and bring your whole team down and Mm -hmm. come serve this group of people together Mm -hmm. And then they get an imagination for a faith that isn't just sitting and stagnant, but active and engaged.
0: I love it. And then we can have the uh, party afterwards to drink our homemade kombucha with each other.
1: Whatever. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I I know in your setting, you just have to like drink it out of a
0: horn. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a horn. And it's not kombucha. It's my homemade mead out of my horn. That's
1: it. It doesn't matter. You guys probably drink, you know, orange juice out of a horn. Yeah. It's just how it's done up there.
0: I woke up this morning and all three of my boys were on the couch (laughs) with their horns full of their orange juice. That's it.
1: (laughs) I knew it. That's what I, that's what I picture when I imagine your family in the morning.
0: Yeah. And just with their furry hats and, (laughs) oh my goodness. (laughs) Hey, Mike, uh, today, so these are, this is a great segue, man. This is like a slam dunk um, and uh, just kind of going into 1 Corinthians 12. So I'm just going to read it and I'm going to ask you a couple questions. What do you think Paul meant, you know, when he was re- uh, writing this? But uh, yeah, people thrown in to the body of Christ being one body and each of us members of that one body. So I'm just going to read here. Don't have time to go through the whole chapter, but this is what we're talking about today. One another on 1 Corinthians 12, 25. So I'm going to read the, the paragraph around that, but he says the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So what in the heck do you think Paul's talking about, Mr. Mike?
1: yeah man i think that if you imagine uh paul's paul's a missionary man he's like traveling and establishing things and starting things and raising up leaders and leaving and his greater concern is not the viability of like a local organization it's the mission of god in the world That's what he's thinking about. And so when he writes and addresses believers in different cities, the goal is like, if we're going to get the job done, I'm not good at everything, Jeff. Mm -hmm. You're not good at everything. And and we're really like not even going to make a dent unless we get everyone engaged and everyone's got a part to play. And there are typically people that have incredible ideas, value and gifting that don't get much of a voice Mm -hmm. and a huge part of our job or role is to like, give voice to the voiceless to give validity to people that have really great gifts and ideas that are never given the freaking time of day.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we got to do that. We got to go, these are people that have incredible value made in the image of God, their ideas are different. Their gifts are maybe not appreciated, Mm -hmm. but we got to give these people the spotlight. We got to praise what God's up to in their context. We got to encourage everybody to play. Otherwise, like we're going to be incredibly limited in what we're able to accomplish Mm -hmm. in this place.
0: So how, but how, Okay. I I agree with all that, bro. And I, I love it. I really love it. I love where you're going with that. But my, my like even more fundamental thing in my brain, when I hear that little passage is like, okay, so Paul's assuming something about us. He's assuming that we know who the foot is, that we know who the liver is, that we know who the, the tendons are, you know, the, he he's assuming that we know the parts of the body, or, or we know each other's giftedness, we know each other's strengths, we know each other's roles or or um, passions. Um, so how how do we get there in the first place? Because I don't know about you, but my church experience isn't so much like, oh yeah, I I know each other's gifting strengths. I, I know all this. I I know when people are suffering, so I can suffer with them. I I, I actually know them, the people that are suffering. I I know the people that are. That are being celebrated so i can celebrate with them like but so he's assuming it seems like he's to me he's assuming a lot so what the like how do we even begin to know people like this does that make sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: yeah you're hitting you're hitting at the bigger issue and you're good at this and i think it's a whole new operating system it's a whole new wine skin like that people don't even know what they're they don't even know what they're passionate about. They haven't even I mean, take, taken the time, many people, to think about, like, what does God design me for? What gets me excited? Like, you ask those questions, and they start having thoughts they've never had before. Yeah, And I think that many people are just accustomed to environments of passivity, and, you know, I'm just going to, like, sit here as a spectator consumer, and there's only a few people that play. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think we need to sit and we need to listen, dude. We need to shut up and we need to listen. Yeah. Like what like like where do you live? What do you not like? What gets you excited? What are your passions? How has God designed you and wired you? Mm-hmm. We need to like become aware of, get to know our people and help them tap in mm-hmm. to the God-given dreams that are inside of them and then walk with them so that they can live into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think a number of people just don't even know, dude. They don't even know. And they're underutilized. And you got a few people that are burnt out trying to get everything done and you got a whole bunch of people that feel underutilized Mm -hmm. like not good enough unqualified and devalued yeah and yeah dude we gotta like (laughs) we gotta like light up the Christmas tree (laughs)
0: because
1: we got like a couple strands that are going right but most of the tree is like not lit up at all
0: yeah and that's a good that's a good way to look at it when I see like a Christmas tree light strand um in the bulbs the one bulb in the middle or the two bulbs in the middle are burned out they can't really fix themselves. You know, they're they're kind of like, we're burnt out. Um so in 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 the best environments I've seen this in my life, you know, being 46, seeing a few things in my lifetime, the best environments I've seen are where are where people kind of call that out in each other. They're like, you know what, you know what, Larissa, you, you have a passion for for prayer and like you have this wisdom discernment. Like you can you can just sense um God's leading and a really um, strong way. And, and when, when you speak to me, I just feel like God's speaking directly to my soul, you know, or, or, you know what, Julie, you you just have this passion for teaching that, and you're an incredible teacher. You just, you have a ability to convey truth in a way that I've never really seen before. Um, So it seems like that's got to be part of the picture. Am I, am I way off? Like helping other people get called out a little bit in a friendly, encouraging, <laughs> exhorting way where they don't feel like, completely put on the spot and you know dude
1: you're you're right it's observation man like part of it is we don't know each other well yeah you know people you share life with them you go dude you're always volunteering you're always helping with kids you're always coaching
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: do do you think god wants you to like do something in this city that helps and blesses kids and families like how do we get behind that yeah Right? Like you, you just observe things and dude, you're always like gathering people. You've got like a bunch of people hanging out for parties and holiday parties and weekends and mm-hmm. hanging out in your garage drinking beers. And like you just pull people together and people love to hang out mm-hmm. with you and you're mm-hmm. a party. Yeah. Like, do you think like God wants to do something with that? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's like observation when when we're in relation like dude when people are going through something you're always there with Mm -hmm. you know like a a bag of cookies or something (laughs) like i i just have never seen someone that is so aware of you know the needs of others the way Mm -hmm. that you are yeah what do you think god is trying to do through you in this neighborhood on this block and so yeah i i agree man i think it's like awareness and listening and deeper connection with people that you call out like yeah dude i see this in you Mm -hmm. or
0: yeah yeah and that takes that takes like that just takes super again i'm the broken record on this but we need amazing relational spaces common spaces um we're so atomized as a culture like we're all shot off like atoms into the universe are so individualized and everyone's on their phones and (laughs) we have very few shared spaces together to call that out in each other and so whenever whatever you can do and maybe someone's listening like you know what i'm trying to think of a space where we could like call it out with each other like even even a friend over a coffee or two or three over a lunch um and like make it a point like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be observing and i'm gonna i'm gonna call these things out these giftings these resources and I just think we need more shared spaces where the the best shared spaces when that's happened. All of a sudden, the people just light up with like, "He sees me," or "She sees me," or "Oh my goodness, I didn't I didn't really have a word to describe my gifting or my my passion or or my abilities like that." But when that person said that about me, like you can see their joy and their um their self confidence just like shoot up a million.
1: And and maybe maybe you listener whoever's listening, maybe you weren't complimented a lot. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you don't by default praise other people Yeah, because it's like not what you're used to. Yeah. I mean, I, I say this, Jeff, like I think a lot of good things about people, but I don't usually tell them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll like gossip positively to my wife about people like man i really like that guy or man she is just like dynamic mm. i don't i don't usually tell him or her mm-hmm. but i think it like we got to start like yeah. telling people the good things we think about them yeah and i think it's like a new habit to learn especially if you didn't if you're not accustomed to it mm. and you, you you haven't typically sung the praises of other people to them.
0: I think you're hitting at the antithesis where we usually go with these podcasts is, Mike, what's the antithesis of this? I think you just hit it. Like we, we think it, we think it all day long. And we're like, oh, I appreciate that person. how he, But we rarely speak it out loud. And, uh, and so I'm thinking you're just, yeah, you hit, I think you hit that one rather than now. We, we've got to like, sub like, uh, consciously it's already in our subconscious but consciously we have to make the decision i'm dang it whether it come hell or high water i'm gonna call this person or i'm gonna have a lunch with this person and tell them here's what i see and i love it and
1: it's and it's and it's weird man like people aren't used to compliments they're used to complaints mm-hmm. they're not used to compliments and sometimes people will not know what to do with a compliment
0: mm-hmm.
1: like if i compliment my my own wife like she like argues with me about my compliment. Like she doesn't like take it well. She'll like, you know, not really accept my compliment. You
0: trying to get from me? She won't,
1: she won't really respond to my compliment. But then if I quit giving compliments, she's like, what's wrong? Why aren't you saying anything? Right. So I think people need to be affirmed and complimented and encouraged mm-hmm. and oftentimes when you do it you don't mm-hmm. see an immediate return or feel like people appreciate it mm-hmm. but we gotta we gotta start to kind of build that culture yeah regardless right because right. right. people need affirmation they need their their yes. gifts called out
0: yes that, ver- that verb there, if people are looking up later in the Greek, but um, I'm just kind of the weird Greek word guy, but meromnao is the Greek word there for concern or care for one another. And I just clicked on it on the Strong's number there, but it, over half of the uses of that word were in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. When he says, don't be concerned about what you eat or drink or wear, you know, all those, you know, don't be concerned about your life, all that kind of stuff. And she's G- like, I, you know, God the Father knows your needs. He's gonna take care of you, like the birds and the flowers and all that. So I find it interesting that the same descriptor, the same verb to worry, to be anxious, the positive side of this verb Paul uses here is to show that same kind of concern for each other. Um, and I just love that. So so we can turn that self-worry anxiety into something positive where we're actually thinking about other people and how to honor them and suffer with them and, and build them up and, you know, call them out when we see the giftings and things being used. So I love how it's the same verb there. Any, any thoughts on that?
1: It sounds a little bit like turning that frown upside down, Jeff.
0: There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly said. <laughs> yep. That's a Yeah. No, nah, man. Like that's in the original Greek as well. I think,
1: <laughs> I, I think, I think, uh, I think what we're getting at, jeff is like we tend to think of gifts as being outside of people like like you're sort of neutral jeff but you've got like this gift that makes you valuable instead of you know the passage says that that god has given these gifts to the church he's talking about the people are the gifts jeff you are a gift it's not that you have a gift you are a gift And the way that God has like designed you, wired you, your passions, your calling, the the way that you view the world is a gift to us. Like you are a gift to us, right? So we have to start to see people as treasures, not as people possessing treasures, but people are treasures. Mm -hmm. Their very presence, their very place in our life is a treasure. Mm -hmm. And so when we start valuing people as being like treasure, laying up treasures in heaven, we're talking about like like people, (laughs) it's like a a really beautiful image of like, you're my inheritance, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, these people are my treasures. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. their place in my life is is beautiful. So we have to like see the beauty of people instead of like the beauty of what people can do for us Mm -hmm. or what they can give to us or what they can perform for us. Mm -hmm. We, We gotta say like, Jeff, you're the treasure, dude. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're a gift to me.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that thought, brother. And I love that because if someone's listening and we'll kind of wrap it up here, but if someone's listening, wondering where to start and how do I do this? It seems like a lot of work to call everybody out and encourage everyone, but you start with the one in front of you, right? And you show that same concern, that same heart of the father to the person sitting right next to you today, or maybe it's the person you're driving to meet right now, or the person you're going to see in about, 10, 15 minutes or the person that you're going to first talk to after you listen to this podcast, but. Or maybe
1: even this Jeff, maybe even yourself.
0: Yeah, there you go. There's
1: a lot of people that like, don't believe God can use them. They say a lot of terrible things to themselves in their own minds all the time. And they need to kind of like see the person in the mirror as someone that has value too.
0: Yeah, that's perfect.
1: I mean, I think sometimes we pendulum swing so hard away from pride that we actually like self-deprecate.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there are a lot of people that lack like seeing their own value.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same, the same text applies, right? If you're the, if you're the eye or the foot or the whoever's listening, you are a member of the body, highly valued and loved by our Papa. And so we just want to extend an invitation in that in that kind of same vein that you are so valued. We would love to connect with whoever's listening. If you're not plugged in yet to Creo, we have a lot of people that would love to meet you and hear your story and just come alongside. If you're suffering through something, we want to suffer with you. If you're celebrating something, we definitely want to party with you and raise a glass of kombucha, <laughs> whatever the case might be. We want to come alongside them, right, Mike?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And we we will do our best. I think it's the, the key is we need to like move toward it together. I had someone just yesterday that I had to apologize to because they've sent me three or four different messages asking questions about connecting with things around Creo. And I just kept missing their messages, or I'd see it and then like not get back to responding to it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to reiterate what you're saying, Jeff. We really desire connecting with you, even if sometimes we suck at it. Yeah, and we really like want to journey with you and believe in it. And we're imperfect, but man, like we really want to walk with each other and create and make things go yeah, and hear each other's stories, and we're committed to it. so lean lean into it with us
0: yeah you know Mike Mike, let's
1: let's pursue each other let's go after it together
0: Mike you're the hippie guy so people know like it's hard to respond (laughs) that's what we have our website Mike so I'm just going to give them the website we'll connect give them the website All will be good I'll be you keep being your hippie drinking your kombucha and all here's here's the website gang so we have you you
1: know what Jeff they can connect with us on creocollectiveorg slash create
0: oh my goodness Oh, my goodness. If anybody you didn't see that coming, did you? I did not see that coming. If you listen to this podcast, I've asked Mike for several weeks to share our website, and he's never done that. So, Mike, I'm, I'm just blown away. You were I don't even know who you are anymore. This is, this is so strange. So, so strange. But you hit it right man, on the head. Brother. Man,
1: man of mysteries.
0: Oh, my goodness. You are. You're <laughs> such a conundrum. You're the conundrum um so as our hippie non-hippie detailed hippie i don't i can't i don't even know what to call you anymore um we are going to have an amazing time connecting so yes at that website creocollective.org backslash create there's a little box on there it says connect and if you want to meet with us over a zoom call you hit that connect box schedule a time and voila we we do that and we would love there's all these, i don't know tons of things events and the blogs on there the youtube channel but there's no excuse we want to connect with you so please do that so we can honor each other suffer and celebrate together mike any parting words brother
1: no that's it peace
0: peace guys we'll see you next time have a wonderful wonderful day creating for jesus together